Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Uh uh, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear <laughs> during another exciting episode of Chicken Man. He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's crime does not pay on the shadow. There are two missing episodes since last week. And this episode originally aired on March 3rd, 1940, and it's called Death on the Bridge. Today's story, Death on the Bridge. Over the river, men are throwing a web of field cables and concrete. The bridge, calculating to the thousandth of an inch, figuring stress and strain of steel support, computing everything to its minutest fraction. The bridge must be safe and strong, and last forever, perhaps. But there is one thing that is not calculated, not figured, not computed. And that, perhaps, is the most important element, the most vital part of the bridge. The workers. The bridge workers. What's the matter, dear? You're home so early. Nothing's the matter, sweetheart. Everything's perfect. I have a job. You've got a... Oh, Bill. Oh, that's wonderful. What kind of a job is it? Well, Myra, you're not going to be too keen on it, I know, but it's my kind of work. Not on the bridge, Bill. You promised... Myra, I can't let you and the baby starve. I've been out of a job now for six oh, months. Oh, but dear Bill, you... You know how I feel when you're up there, never knowing whether you'll come home each night, dreading to hear that... The sound of the whistle blowing that means another man has fallen. But... Oh, Bill, you can't. I'm afraid. I'm afraid for you. Myra, look at it this way. A man has to work at the thing he knows how to do. Oh, but there's been so many accidents on the new bridge. So many men killed. I'll be careful, Myra. Honest, I will. That... That death whistle won't blow for me. Those other men probably said the same thing. Told their wives that they'd be careful, too. Myra, it's my kind of work. We need the money. I start tomorrow. again for being late punching his time clock. Excuse me, could you tell me where I can find Jim McVicker, please? What? Uh, Jim McVicker, friend of mine. He told me to come here today, said there was a job for me here on the bridge. So what's the matter? I haven't heard. Jim was killed yesterday afternoon. Killed? Yeah. He fell from the bridge tower while he was spinning cable. 
haven't found his body yet. They've been dredging for it all night. Maybe they'll never find it. What with the undertow and everything. There's a jinx on this bridge. Too many men have been killed. And then those voices. What? What voices? Oh, you know, they're saying about the spirits of the bridge workers who were killed on the job, coming back and haunting the place. But uh, that's only a superstition. I never heard any voices on any bridge I ever worked on. Superstition, huh? Jim McVicker heard the voices two days before he died. So did Joe, Pete, and Lefty. And Shorty, all the rest of them that are dead. The voices want them to quit, but they didn't. Believe you me, if I hear them voices, I'll quit like that. Who do I see about getting a job? You still want one, huh? I need the work. Okay, buddy. George Austin, he's the contractor on the job. His office over there. He's doing the hiring now. But you can't say we didn't warn you. Yeah, thanks. Well, you got a hand it to him. He's got knife, all right. Kind of old gems, eh? Come in. <clears throat> Mr. Austin? Yes, what can I do for you? My name's Bill Wilson. I'm a bridge worker. I want a job. Well, we need men. Have you had much experience? All my life, Mr. Austin. I've been building them. And what's the last bridge you worked on? The Intercity. Well, that was two years ago. Yeah, I know. You see, I, I tried to get other kind of work after that. I, I got married and my wife worried when, when I... I understand. And now? I need this job. I, I guess I ain't fitted for any other kind of work. I see. Well, this job's pretty dangerous. We've had quite a few casualties. Yes, sir, I know. You know? Yeah, some of the men told me. I I know about the, the voices, too. Sure you still want the job? A man's got to work. I see. Okay, you're hired. Thank you, sir. Thank you. In just a minute, I'll call Calwan. He's the foreman. He'll tell you what you're to do. Thank you. Sir. Hey, Jack. I'm going to the cable here. Okay. Oh, yeah, what is it, boss? I want to see you for a minute. Sure. Now, one, I've just hired this man. I want you to show him around. Get his name on the payroll. Right. Uh, Howdy, Mr. Wilson. Uh, Bill Wilson. Well, I'm glad to know you, Bill. Same here. You think you can find something for Wilson to do right away? We're behind schedule, you know. Well, he can work with me on the tower. Oh, fine, Cal. Yes. You are short-handed there. Yeah. Since yesterday. Bill here can take old Jim McVicker's place. I'm quitting. I'm going down. Hey, now, wait a minute, Bill. What? 
the matter? I heard the voices. The voices of the others heard. Well, I ain't heard nothing. I'm going down, Cal. Oh, now, look. Maybe you just imagined you heard them voices. No, 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 no. I heard them. I tell you, they, they warned me. Well, okay. I guess you better knock off for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd better. Oh, hey, Bill, Bill. Watch your step, Bill. Here, let me help you. I'm going to fall. the voices have been heard, a man has fallen to his death. Yes. I was reading in the paper this morning, Margaret, that the contractor George Austin is having a little trouble with the men. They're afraid to go to work. Yes. I read he's had to give them extra bonuses to keep them on the job. Margot, something more than superstition is behind all this. And I'm going to find out what... Oh, excuse me, Lamont. Come in. Oh, hello, Shrevey. Hello, Miss Lane. Hello, Mr. Cranston. Hiya, Miss Lane. Hiya, Mr. Cranston. Nice day, Miss Lane. Nice day. Hey, look, Shrevey, I think this is where we came in. <laughs> Thanks for the greetings, though. What brings you here, Shrevey? Well, I was going to ask you two to do a... You two to do. <laughs> I was going to ask you two to do a favor for me. I was going to ask you. Oh, what's that? Well, the cops just got a rule that you can't cross in no empty taxi cab in the theater district. You can't cross. Yes. So... So? So I was wondering if you wasn't busy or nothing, if you'd kind of like to ride around in my cab and be dummies-like until I pick up a real fare until. Be dummies-like? Yeah, I wouldn't charge you nothing. I wouldn't charge you. Oh, that's very tempting, Shrevey, but Shrevey. I... Tempting, Shrevey, but Shrevey. I... you won't have to do that. You've got a cash customer. Who? Me. Where are you going, Lamont? Well, first we're going to Shrevey's house. Oh, swell. First we'll go to my... What? Shrevey, do you have an old suit that I could wear? Old suit? I'm wearing my old suit. You can have my new suit if you want it, Mr. Clancy. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Let me see. Yes, I guess the suit you have on would be just about right for me. What? Shrevey, have you got a brother? No, but I got two married sisters, Lena and Clarissa. Lena's going to have a brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shrevey. Well, Shrevey, now you got a brother, too. Me. Well, I'm your brother, Jake, I am. Jake? Yeah. I ain't got no brother, Jake. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> You've got nothing on me, Shrevey. Mama, what is all this Jake business? Margo, I'm going to get a job on that bridge as a worker. I want to hear those spirit voices with my own ears. Come on, Shrevey. Come on, let's go, huh? So I heard there was a job here on your bridge, I heard, Mr. Orson, so I need a job, so here I am. Of course, you know about the trouble we've been having here. The man killed. Yeah, yeah, I, I read about it. The fellas think they've been hearing things, voices or something. Oh, but the way I look at it... And still you want the job, Mr... Uh, Shreveness, Jake Shreveness. Sure, I want the job I want. I ain't afraid. My brother Shrevey always has to be... Huh? Come in. Hello, Austin. What do you want, Bascom? Well, that's a fine way for a man to talk to his creditor. I warned you that I didn't want you snooping around here. Now get out. I just wanted to see how you were coming along with the work. I've got a good reason for wanting to know. 150,000 good reasons. You'll get your money. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'm not worrying. But uh, maybe you are. I read about the trouble you've been having just down here. Just a minute, I thought... Jake, would you go into the other room and wait? I, I'll be with you in a minute. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, Mr. Sure. Uh, uh, this one? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. What are you trying to do, Bascom? Scare my men off? 
You know I've been having trouble. Yes, uh, losing quite a few men, aren't you? Behind schedule, too. That's none of your business. It will be my business if you fall so far behind that you forfeit the bond you posted. If I do, you'll win. You'll get everything I have. But I haven't failed yet. No, that's true. You haven't failed yet. But you've only got 30 days more. Get out. And, uh... Get out and stay out or I'll have you put out bodily. No, I wouldn't take that. The whistle. Another man has fallen. Get to the hospital. won't be long now. No, Mr. Bascom, perhaps not. If you are allowed to continue your work. Huh? What? Who said that? Men call me the Shadow. I can't see you. No man has ever seen the Shadow. What do you want with me? What do you know about the accidents, Mr. Bascom? What have you to do with them? I have nothing to do with them. I don't know what you're talking about. If Austin fails to complete the bridge by the specified time... You will profit, Mr. Bascom. Yes, I lend Austin the money to post the bond. If he fails, I get everything he has, but I... And Austin will be ruined. Isn't that right? You want to see him ruined, don't you? Austin underbid me on this job. Why shouldn't I like to see him fail? He'd do the same uh, if he got a chance to me. That's the argument that all men like you make, Bascom. What are you going to do? Nothing yet. Bascom? I have no proof that you had anything to do with the deaths of these men. But remember, you will be watched. Austin still has a chance to complete this bridge if he's not interfered with. Hello, Margot? Yes? That's you, Lamont. What happened? I got the job on the bridge, posing as Shrevey's brother, Jake. I start work tomorrow morning. Have you found out anything about the accidents, Lamont? Uh, nothing definite, Margot. But Austin has enemies. People who would like to see him fail on the job. Who are they? I can't tell you anything now, Margot. I'll know more after I've heard those voices. Oh, please be careful, Lamont. I will, Margot. Goodbye. I'll see you tomorrow night. You're getting along better than I expected for a new hand, Jake. Thanks, Cal. Thanks. I, I'm doing my best, I'm doing. Hey, hey, we're, we're up pretty high here, ain't we? Oh, about 300 feet up. 300? Yeah, well, I guess you're going to be all right. Just keep things moving. Yeah, right, Cal, right. Gosh, I ain't dizzy or nothing from being up this high, I ain't. Well, Jake, then I can leave you to yourself for a while. If you get into any trouble, just call me. I'll be right up there at the head. Okay, Cal, okay. <laughs> Uh-huh, I see you've come to take me out riding because you know Lamont's working. Huh? Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, good, Trevi. Well, if you'll just give me a minute to get my hat and coat, I'll be right with you. Uh, don't hurry up yourself, Miss Lane. I've got a lot of shopping to do today, and you can come along and carry all my... Why, Shrevey, what's the matter? Can I come in, please, Miss Lane? Why, of course, Shrevey, come in. Thanks. What is it, Shrevey? Bad news? Miss Lane, I... I just heard about a... about a death. Oh, Shrevey. Not in your family. Yes, sort of. It feels like that. Oh, Shrevey, that's terrible. I know just how you feel. He was such a swell guy. He, Shrevey? You said there were two married sisters in your family, but you never mentioned it. Oh, didn't I? Uh, well, that's what the report said. The report from Mr. Austin. It was a very nice letter from him. Austin? Shrevey. Lamont went to work for Mr. Austin. Are you trying to tell me Please, that... Miss Lane, I was only trying to break it easy like... Please, don't Shrevey. cry, Miss Lane. we got to be brave. we got to... Tell me, Shrevey. Tell me what happened. Well, Mr. Cranston got the job at the bridge like he said he was going to, and, well, it, it got him, too. Oh, no. He fell. Lamont. Oh, Miss no. Lane, please, Miss Lane, we got to be brave. we got to... I had a feeling that Lamont shouldn't have done it. He was such a swell guy. Look at them. Uh, 
it's strange how a superstition can take hold of a group of men. Maybe the voices are more than just imagination, Mr. Austin. Maybe they actually heard the voices. But, Kelwin, you don't believe that, too. I... Perhaps I do. Oh, but I thought that you... The voice that the men heard was the voice of revenge. Revenge? What are you talking about? My voice, George Austin. It's a little trick of ventriloquism. The voice? You? Yes, me. And now you're going to die, George Austin. At last I have you up here. I wanted you to die the way she died. The way my daughter died. Falling down, down, down. You, Calwan, you're the voice. You've done all this. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am the voice. <laughs> I pushed your men to their death. You wanted to ruin yes, me. Yes, I wanted to ruin you. But more than that, I wanted you to die as my daughter did. I planned all this to bring you up here. No, no, you're my friend. You couldn't. I, I've known you for years. Oh, I'm your friend, eh? <laughs> your friend. <laughs> but my daughter wasn't good enough to marry your son. I had no control over that. It wasn't anything I could do. He wasn't in love with her. Yes, you talked him out of it, sent him away. She wasn't good enough for him, you thought. Calwell, you're out of your head. <laughs> yes, yes, perhaps I am. Yes. Perhaps if you'd seen your daughter jump to her death, you'd be out of your head, too. <laughs> yes, and it's your fault or yours. Calwell, let's go below and talk this thing over. You're mistaken, I tell you. Yes, you'll go down. <laughs> oh, yes, you'll go down. The quick way, turning over and over. And it'll only take a second or two, but in that second you'll suffer. Yes, you'll suffer as she suffers. Coward, let go of me. We're both going let go. Suppose I do. I have nothing to live for now and you'll die. And I can rest then. Coward, I'm slipping. I can't hold on much longer. Oh, no, you're going to die. And if you have any prayers, say them. <laughs> no, Calwin, you failed. Uh, my throat. My throat. I'm choking. Austin, are you all right? Who, who said that? I can't see you. Men call me the shadow. You can't see me because of a hypnotic mist I've cast over your mind. Shadow? Yes, I've heard of you. I must have been out for a minute. Coward! Where is he? He's lying there unconscious, Austin. I think he stopped in his evil work at last. He, he tried to. Yes, I know. Well, if you hadn't stopped him, I... Shadow, look! Coward! Stop, damn I... <laughs> Shadow, he's smashing this platform loose! We'll all be plunged to our death! Shadow, and stop! Stop, I say. Uh, you thought you'd stop me off then. Oh, no. We'll die as she dies. <laughs> what? The hammer. Something took it out of my hands. The shadow took the hammer away from you, Calwern. The voice. The voice. It's coming after me. Ah! Calwern killed himself. It's all in the papers, Miss Lane. This guy, Calwine, has got a hate on Austin, see? In fact, he's crazy from it. He's crazy. 
He used to work in a vaudeville act, see, before he got to be a bridge worker. He did a kind of act with a dummy, you know, a ven, ven, uh, ventilica. Yeah, ventilicus, that's what it was. So he throws his voice around and scares the men, and then he goes up to them pretending to help them down, and he pushes them off. Oh, he was a no good. Always acting so innocent-like and everything. Please, Shrevey, let's not talk about it. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss Lane. Ain't I that dummy, though? I'm a stupid. I ought to have Shrevey, more. Please. Oh, okay, Miss Lane. W- would you like to go for a ride in my cab? I wouldn't even pull a meter, I wouldn't, if you'll go. No, thanks, Shrevey. Okay. All right, Miss Lane. Take it easier. Oh, sit right where you are, Miss Lane. I'll answer it for you. Hello, Shrevey. Oh, hello, Mr. Cranston. It's nice. Oh, oh. Aren't you safe? Why, of course, Margot. You didn't... You didn't think... Oh, Margot. Oh, why didn't you let me know? That's a fine thing to do to me. Margot, I didn't realize. I didn't mean to scare you. Well, you did. I thought you were killed. Oh, I ought never to speak to you again, Lamont Cranston. Will you if I say I'm sorry? Very sorry? Well... And promise I'll never do it again? Well... And take you to dinner and a show and orchids? Well, that would help. Oh, Lamont, you'll never know how I felt... How did you do it? Well, when Calwern started that ventriloquist act of his, I went into the shadows, yelled out and pretended to fall. Oh, I see. Well, and Calwern thought that you'd really fallen without his help. Oh, Lamont, Shrevey, he knows about you now. No, I don't think so. I don't think Shrevey knows I'm the shadow at all. But he's heard everything. He's been right here with us. Uh, He's been with us in body, Margot. But his spirit fainted when I came in the door. (laughs) Today's program is based on a story copyrighted by The Shadow Magazine. The characters' names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The Shadow Magazine is on sale at your local newsstand. Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Well, in our last very exciting episode, the wonderful white winged warrior had been asked to save the world from a very diabolical... However, the feathered fighter had asked for a one-week extension so that he could take a basket to his grandmother's house first. I'll run all the way. And suddenly, on his way to grandmother's house, the fantastic encountered in the woods a very strange young woman. Hello there, big chicken. Funny, you don't seem strange to me. Thank you, lover. Now you're beginning to seem strange. Where are you going with that basket anyway? To my grandmother's house that way. Are you really? Why should I lie? Listen. Yes? You're not a wolf. Are you a wolf, are you? Oh, no. I didn't think so. They call me the bear lady. That's B-E-A-R. Right, bear, as in Smokey the... Yes. But you're not. Oh, no. I didn't think so. No. Because I've seen his picture. Right. And he doesn't wear a dress. No. Have you ever met him? Never. Me neither. No. Someday I'd like to. Right. Because I've always admired him from afar. Mm-hmm. I have his picture on my bedroom wall. Okay. It's in color, real lifelike. Want to race to your grandmother's house? He's standing there with his foot right in the campfire. Let's race to your grandmother's house. Just standing there smiling with his foot right in the fire. Listen. And he's got his green forest ranger hat on. Yes. And he's saying the words... Let's race to your grandmother's house. Oh, no. Stamp out forest fires. Okay. It's a real neat picture. Hey, what? Want to race to my grandmother's house? Well, 
Is grandmother's plight to be forgotten during this pastoral rendezvous? And another thing, isn't that a neat picture? Him standing there, tall and smiling, with his foot in the campfire. Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. We see the classic use of a red herring in that of Creditor Bascom, who had motive but ultimately had nothing to do with the crime. We also hear Alan Ladd doing doubles, which means he played more than one character in this episode. Wilson and then Shrevey. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and to find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of Our Miss Brooks. And join us back next Monday for more with The Shadow. For I Love Old Time Radio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.